Welcome to the newest episode of It's My Turn with Charlie Turner Thorne. I'm Charlie Turner Thorne, the head coach of Arizona State University women's basketball. I've been a head coach for 26 years, so I'm used to getting asked the hard questions. There's always a lot of pressure to win while developing the lives of our 18 to 22 year old women. The most challenging part of all this? Well, all of it. But now it's my turn to ask the questions while hopefully sharing a few nuggets of my own about leadership and building a winning culture. Okay, Rick Welts, you're on the hot seat with CTT, and um, you've just done you've done so much for the game of basketball. I mean, obviously, the creation of the NBA All Star Weekend, spearheading the marketing of the 1992 Men's USA Dream Team, and then, of course, largely credited with the creation of the WNBA. Thank you, by the way, for caring about women's basketball. Um, so here we are, like 22 years later. And I guess I just wanted to ask today, as the brilliant marketer that you are, any thoughts on how we can continue to grow, you know, both our college women's basketball and our pro women's game? Boy, if if I could actually unlock that (laughs) with a a single answer, I would almost be as wonderful as your introduction made me sound, which, of course, are all gross exaggerations. You know, I've been... I've been thinking, I think about this all the time and talk to people about it all the time. Um, You know, I'll talk more about a strategy uh, that I think will work. And that is uh, the most compelling thing about the game is the women who play it. And, you know, I, I am continually inspired by the stories of the athletes that comprise the WNBA, and it and it makes me think back, maybe to the to the nineteen nineties when NBC uh, got the rights to broadcast uh, NBA basketball. Previously, we've been on CBS, and uh, brilliant broadcaster Dick Ebersole, who ran NBC, mm-hmm. uh, yep. really had a uh, pitched a strategy to those of us at the NBA on how he felt. Uh, he could increase viewership for NBA games. And, you know, he said, you know, leagues as a rule uh, want to keep fans interested in their interest in the team and one team against another team. And you guys forever have promoted your broadcasts as the Los Angeles Lakers against the Boston Celtics. And I'm here to tell you it would be much more compelling if you would promote those broadcasts as Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird, because uh, we need to we need people to understand who these athletes are, and once they are hooked by the story and interest, they're going to be compelled to see how those characters play out their life. And right, he was he was spot on for the NBA, and you know people people have team loyalties, but. They're driven by the interested individual players and the backstories of those players. And our WNBA players, our college players, have such different and unique and compelling stories that once I know enough about a player, I'm compelled to watch her every opportunity that I get. And I, 
I, you know, it's just, it's kind of a 40,000 foot view, but I just think the more we can tell the stories of these amazing women in the game of basketball, the more people will gravitate toward the sport. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's a great strategy, Rick. I think, I think in college women's basketball, we are really trying to shift towards that. And we hear all the time from our fans, you know, access, you know, just, and the social media has helped that. I, I kind of, kind of choke on having to say that because I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> it's sort of a blessing and a curse. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, kind of creating a very disconnected society. But it, it is free advertising and marketing. And so I, I do appreciate that. And it allows us to, to get information out there. Um, so thank you for that. And you, you know, again, I'm going to brag on you a little bit more, quite the background, you know, from from ball boy to, well, by the way, I'm I'm a UW grad. I got a, a degree from there too. Um, awesome. My 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 my, ba- my master's degree. Sorry, but uh, I don't uh, have one of those. Clearly, you don't need one. I mean, executive vice president of the NBA, president of the Suns. We miss you. We miss you. President of the Warriors. Great job with the Chase Center, by the way. Unbelievable. Yeah, and we have a mutual connection that helped us with this. Uh, Bob Adlock. You know, sure. he, yeah, his son grew up playing with my son Quinn, and and my son loves everything about the game. I mean, every since he was seven, people are like, "You're are you going to be like a GM?" You know, or <laughs> so it made me start thinking when I get like I get to talk to Rick. You know, there's so many paths you can take with sport, but like, what yeah. kind of advice? You know, and not very many. You know, less than one percent will be on the court. But you know, what kind of advice would you give for the younger generations who might be looking? to be the next president or maybe GM of a, of a professional team, you know, maybe like, are there three skills or attributes, you know, maybe more skills that, that have really, do you feel make you a great executive? Yeah. Um, you know, one, I would say there's so much more opportunity today than there ever has been to get involved in some aspect, uh, of the sports industry. You know, when I, was a uh, public relations director at Sales Supersonics. Mm-hmm. Our entire business staff uh, totaled less than 20 people. That was everyone who wow. worked uh, for the Sales Supersonics, and somehow we had a team that won a championship. Uh, fast forward to the By the Warriors. way, I just have to interject, super jealous that you're friends with Bill Russell. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fast forward to the Warriors organization in 2019, and we have over 500 full-time employees and over 2,000 part-time employees oh to do the same thing that those 20 people uh, at the Sonics did in 1979. So uh, the reason is just how the industry has grown and the, uh, the the different expertise that we have to draw up on. Now, not all of it can be homegrown in a sports organization. I think that's really, really exciting for people. I, I mean, 10 years ago, if you would tell me we'd have five, uh, you know, data analysts, data scientists working for us, or that, uh, you know, we, we would uh, be focusing as much time on social media as we ever have on the traditional press. Uh, those were, those just weren't jobs that existed. And so we've, we've had to, we've had to reach out into other industries. And I think that's a little bit of a difference as well. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know that, you know, the, the, the key things that make people successful in this industry have really changed. Uh, you know, you have to use any avenue possible to get in the door. You know, if your mom knows the president of the Golden State Warriors, try to get her to make a call. Right? <laughs> um, 
you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm totally old fashioned here. I think we still are an industry that requires uh, a tremendous work ethic. If you're really going to have a successful yeah, exactly. Career. Thank um, you. You're, you're not going to have an eight to five lifestyle style and be home every weekend. And, you know, if, if that's not what you're cut out for, you shouldn't even start to, to go down this path. Uh, I think you, uh, in an organization like ours, and I think others in sports, you, you really, once you're in the door, it's really up to you. Uh, and I think that one thing unique about our industry, maybe not completely unique, but one thing true about our industry is the interrelationship between all elements of our organization to really create success. And, you know, I think that gives somebody who's curious, ambitious, and wants to make uh, a mark in an organization and be noticed the opportunity to help others be successful, learn about things other than just what your small area of responsibility might be, uh, be an asset to the others in the organization, come up with great ideas, and, and learn how to express them and how to sell them. And, you know, maybe also I always say that, that you've got to got to be a great listener. I think uh, somehow in our uh, in our our world of smartphones, we've we've lost the real ability to listen to other people. Uh, and I think that anybody uh, like me spends hopefully as much of his time listening as I do talk, I, I really never learned anything when I was talking. And you can really, you <laughs> yeah. can really only understand what people need and how to help them achieve their goals if you listen to how they express themselves. And um, I, there's never been a better time to try to get into sports. The, uh, this is an industry that's continued to grow, continue to be important. We're live entertainment in an era the prizes, live entertainment. We're one of the last places that can aggregate, one of the last things in our lives that can aggregate l- large numbers of people at the same time in a live environment. It just it doesn't happen in our society anymore in the world of Netflix. You know, nothing, nothing <laughs> seems to be live. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I just, you know, come on, like, bring it on. We want the best and the brightest, and we want them to make an impact on sports. And uh, uh, sports should be looked at by young people as, uh, as a really, really exciting potential career. Thank you, Rick. Yeah, and I, I read a great book this offseason. It's called Just Listen because I agree with, of course, everything that you said. And I, I just even find that I need to – I'm still, I'm still working on my listening skills. <laughs> I still think I can, I can be better. And, and clearly everybody around me, I, I know, it could probably use a little more uh, advice. But, um, um, well, your great leadership is well documented. You know, your Mr. Championship, four NBA championships, two WNBA championships, an NBA G League championship. So, you know, that, that you know, obviously speaks to your leadership. So, one last question, maybe quickly, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but what advice do you have for young leaders out there to really be positive influencers and effectuate change? I mean, I feel like in this day and age, kids don't, you know, everything's done for them, Rick, you know, and so the, you, you know, we used to go out and we would organize our own pickup games and we just, we did more, I think, to grow as leaders as kids. And I find there's a void now. I don't know. What do yeah. you think? Uh, one of the two primary owners of the Warriors, a guy by the name Peter Goober, who's the, the joy of my, uh, of my life, came out of the entertainment industry, 50 Academy Award 
nominations. He's now an owner of the LAFC MLS team. He is one of the three owners of the Dodgers and one of the two primary owners here. And he has such wisdom, I think, when it comes to life. He's lived a, he's lived a very long time. And one of his favorite expressions is, be active in your own rescue. In other words, like you can you can wait for the world to happen to you or you can make things happen in the world. And those are that's a that's a pretty fundamental choice you have and how you want to live your life. You can you can make things happen or you can wait for them to happen to you. And I I want I never wanted to wait for things to happen to me. I wanted to to be active in my own rescue. And you know, I think that's incredibly important. Uh, but you have to be willing to have that initiative. It's not just going to happen. And, you know, you, you can't be somebody who's just upset because you didn't get promoted because you sat at your desk and you did your job. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not enough. You know, what, what, what value have you provided to, to the people you work with or to the organization that you work for? Um, so, you know, make that, it happen. Yeah, that's so awesome. I, I spoke in front of a corporate group years ago, and I always drop, like, some of my favorite books. And the CEO, I think it might have been, it was a bank. I won't say names. But anyway, he ran out in the parking lot, and he said, Charlie, you got to get the book, The Go-Getter. Have you ever heard of that book, Rick? I haven't. Tell me. So I'll send you a copy. It's, it's like 50, 60 pages. It was written in, like, 1921. But it's everything you've spoken to today you are and we actually make all of our new players um you call them rookies we call them freshmen (laughs) or or newbies if they're transfers um we make them read it you know because it's like i don't we don't care what what's going on we're going to always find a way to get it done and um you know clearly um you have done that and you i know you probably you talk about peter but i'm sure you're inspiring People every day, Rick Welts, and we, I know, you know, we, we do kind of root for the Suns here, but we, you know, just because you're there, you know, we root for the Golden State Warriors too, just so well, you know. Well, thank you. You've, <laughs> you've had a, you've had a lot, I'm testing you this year. You've had a lot to root for in the last Well, now years, we're, but, uh, you know, we're I mean, you. you're, yeah, I know you're knee deep in it and you guys, you yeah. guys, I mean, look at, you know, but just shows the strength of your organization that these young kids are stepping up and playing great and the development and the coaching. So kudos. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing about sports. You can do, you can work, you know, 15 hours a day, you know, I mean, this is a coach speaking and do everything possible to prepare, but there's things you can't control. And, uh, you know, it's still an amazing opportunity to, um, you know, just, uh, endure. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. We're, we're kind of excited about it. We think yeah. this is where, you know, you show That's what awesome. you're made of in yeah. these kinds of sorts of circumstances. So we have, uh, I'm looking out on the floor of our uh, of our office staff right now, and, you know, half the people I'm looking at uh, have never had a season in the NBA where their team has not been in the finals five wow. consecutive years, which yeah. hasn't happened since, since the aforementioned Bill Russell's uh, Boston Celtics. And, you know, it's uh, it, it's a real education time for people to realize that we've actually invented an industry where half the teams have to lose every night. We didn't really realize the math <laughs> until this year. So, yeah, people are ha- people are having to learn uh, to manage in different ways, and it's uh, I think it's all incredibly healthy, actually. Yeah, it it it, it is unless you're the coach, and and then you're you know. <laughs> yeah, there's that. There's yeah, that. and there's and then that. you just have to try to 
make it healthy. But um, no, that's that's you know that's so well said. And and again, Rick Waltz, thank you so much. Um, Thanks for your time today. Great to, and great to be with you. Thank you. Same. Right back at you. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Take care. Right. Bye bye. Thank you so much again, Rick Welts. Just such an authentic and impactful leader. We really appreciate your time. And we really appreciate the Warriors' commitment to sustainability. Certainly anybody that's a part of our ASU community has a great appreciation for protecting and saving our planet and for hopefully managing our resources so that we can survive indefinitely. Um, I know my own mother is just an incredible influence for me, my environmentalist in my life. Um, and then I, get, I, I shift gears to my coaching self and we definitely get away from just surviving to, to thriving. And we always focus on ASU women's basketball, fueling excellence and inspiring sustainable growth. We really work on having our players have the courage to go all out and all in. And while our team is a little bit young this year, we're, we're, we're really excited and committed to see them get there and figure that out and just see them have the standards of excellence that all the teams before them have. From our coaching staff to our team, complacency is simply not tolerated. And, and, and honestly, it's selfish. That's the biggest reason we sustain our success with ASU women's basketball. Our fuel is not just from the physical, but from our own spirit to be part of the greater good. As much as I love to win, and I am probably one of the most competitive people on the planet, at Arizona State, we see sport first and foremost as a vehicle to grow our young women's character and heart and to hopefully grow them into leaders in more important arenas, frankly, than sport. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of It's My Turn with Charlie Turner Thorne.